Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Max. And I'm Skylar. Recently, we decided to start watching Bob's Burgers to see what it was all about. And it didn't take us long to become completely obsessed with the show. But one of the things we love the most about the show is the brilliant end credit sequences. Which is why we created this podcast. Each week, we're going episode by episode to talk about the elaborate end credits. We're excited to have you join us right here on Bob's Credits. We'll make sure the Bob's Burgers end credits get the credit they're due. All right! Upside, inside, out. She's living like Chip Chipperoo. That's She'll what... push and pull you down. Living like Chip Chipperoo. That's why you had Living La Vida Loca pulled up on your screen when yeah. I came in this morning. Yeah, you walked in and I was like, <laughs> oh, well, now there goes my Chip Chipperoo surprise for you. It was still a surprise. Yeah, I like that you didn't question it until now. Well, it doesn't mean I... Oh, my God. I think baby needs to go potty. Oh, of course. That's how we start the podcast. Excuse me. Pardon me. All right. I am back. Biscuit's all taken care of. He is. But after his lunch, he really comes to life. So... (laughs) Yeah. uh, I prepare to hear some squeaks, potentially. Exactly. He's going to get a toy soon. He's getting some ear scratches from me right now. Oh, he's so happy. All right. So... We we did the thing. We did the thing. We have to begin with what we always begin with, and we have some new Patreon subscribers who need their name Burger Pond. It's my happy dance. Yeah. So I love first, our little community so much. First up, we have Natasha. Natasha, moving forward, you will be known as the Squasha Burger. Ooh. Ooh. It could be like an autumn burger. Oh, I like that. Perfect for when we're recording right now. Yeah. Full fall. And next up, we have Scott Thiessen. Scott Thiessen, moving forward, you'll be known as the Tater Tot Briesen Burger. Well, you don't get better than tots and cheese. Uh, yeah. I That that burger sounds delicious, honestly. It's yep. making my belly rumble, especially because it's lunchtime. So thank you so much to the two of you. It means so much to have you join us on Patreon. We hope you're enjoying our Discord community and all the bonuses yes. you get by subscribing to Patreon. Um, Thanks, if you'd like y'all. your name, Burger Pun, on the show, yourself. Come meet our family. Let us meet you at, uh, on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Bob's Credits. Subscribe to the $5 tier. Or whichever tier. You would like to subscribe to. Mm-hmm. And... uh you get all sorts of bonuses. The main thing is that it helps support us over here on this podcast. It keeps us going over here. But you get all sorts of fun things. Yep. Also. Yep. It's a great Just deal. Just go check it out. Yeah. 
Do you want to do burger puns? Do you want to do Skylar sides? Oh, we we switch it around every now and then. We shake things up. Why don't we do uh, puns first yeah, let's this do time? It. Yeah. Um, this week I have decided to do store next door fun. puns. Very fun. Okay. You ready for the first one? I am. Grind Ecologist Coffee Shop. What? Grind Ecologist Coffee Shop. I don't get it. Gynecologist. Oh. Okay. I'm just... Um, Max? Bob's. It's so weird. Why did you do that, Bob's? <laughs> I no, don't know. Like, it was an early one, honestly. Really? Yeah. Okay. Your next pun is... The pressure's, like, off now. Like, I'm not going four for four. So I'm like, who cares? Eh, Just... Still want a winning record. Want to go three for four. The misogynist. (laughs) Massagist for men. It's hard to say. That is so good. I'm going to go Max. Bob. Oh, man. Oh, no. You have to say Bob's. Bob's, right. It's It's not a Bob pun. It's Bob's Burgers show puns. Yes. Mama said there'd be rays like this. Sunglass store. Bob's. Max. Oh, oh I thought I'd she gonna seen that one before. Go O for four? Max. <laughs> Just be nice. And your final pun is you're going to need a bigger coat. Winter gear. Bob? Max. Oh, oh my oh, God. For four. Oh, Never my give up, kids. Never, Never give up. This can be no. you. You can you can go over four too. <laughs> Do you want to like sh- shake this off as quickly as possible by getting into your? Yeah. Okay. Let's let's get into Skylar sides. The fun facts before the fun facts. Dish it, girl. So I have a little movie fun fact for you. Oh. About the music. Okay. So did you know that it was Nora Smith and Lauren Bouchard who wrote the music? For the movie. I feel like I did. That's not the fun fact. Don't worry. Oh. So they wrote it. And Lauren said recently in an interview that there was a part of them that truly knew they could hire a music professional to help them write these songs. But they refused to. Because they needed it to be as Bob's-esque as possible. Which means... Wonderful, but imperfect. Yeah. And I appreciate that so much. You're getting this big Hollywood budget, but you're like, no, like we we have to keep the charm of Bob's Burgers. They nailed it. They nailed it. And also, they wanted to start with a big Broadway-esque song that their characters could belt, hence Sunny Side Up of Summer knowing that they did not have professional singers. So that's another thing that they really wanted to commit to was like, yeah, we want imperfect voices and we want to hear all of these voices together. I love that. Isn't that wonderful? It's wonderful. And I hope they get nominated for an Oscar for for original song. I do too. Also, they were worried that my two favorite songs, Sunny Side Up of Summer and Lucky Duck or Lucky Ducks, they were... Those were the two that they wrote 
first, I believe. And they were really worried. Of course, they wrote it on Lauren's ukulele. And apparently, Nora knows two chords. Like, this is how they're writing. Like, it's so it's wonderful. Yeah. They were worried that those two songs, people would call them out for sounding too similar. Really? Which I don't see that at all. I adore both of those songs. Oh, man. I want to hear the demos now. Yeah. We'll track them down somehow. Should we get into this episode? Let's do it. I I really loved this episode. Me too. Skylar, can we have the title and synopsis for Season 7, Episode 5, please? Large Brother, Where Fart Thou? Linda and Bob accidentally get high with their accountant, Gerald. Tina has a whole relationship with a boy during the span of one detention section. And well... Jean babysits Louise, which actually goes pretty well until they toss a rotten cantaloupe at terrifying high schooler Logan's feet. He swears he will get revenge on them. Will Jean be able to step up to protect Louise? This episode came out on November 20th, 2016. It was written by Lizzie Molyneux and Wendy Molyneux and directed by Chris Song. It's a Molino joint. You know we love a Molino a Molino joint on this. I was gonna show. say, not surprised. Yeah. Thoughts on the episode? Tell me why are you not surprised? I just really liked this episode, and all the stories were quiet. It wasn't a grand adventure. Last week we had a bigger adventure where the whole family was together, you know, going on a sting and which I I love when the family's all together, but this is very three distinct storylines, which I actually don't think we get a ton of. No, we don't. Especially when you, yeah, like you said, you compare it to last last week's episode, which was one storyline, right? Was there even a second storyline, really? No, it was one. Yeah. Okay, my brain hurts. Um, (laughs) I can't think back that far. Yeah, so we get so much of what we love about the show. And... One of the things I love most about this episode, I'm just going to say it from here. We say this all the time. What's so wonderful about the show is you can pair up two different characters and create enchanting dynamics. Louise and Jean together with no one else, with no parental supervision, brought something out of this show that I have never seen before. And I absolutely love that duo together. I don't think that Jean get serious moments like he does in this episode. So this storyline between Louise and Jean is actually might be one of my top five Jean moments, Jean arcs. I'm with you. I love it because it's it's almost like it points out that like, oh, Jean hasn't acted like a big brother too much to Louise. Yeah. He is kind of like, he goes with what everyone else is doing or he's doing it, but he's not like, this protective big brother necessarily. Let's remind everyone kind of that the storyline while we're here. Go ahead. First of all, they start he's even surprised that he's left in charge, which is hysterical. Yeah, they're both shocked about it. Yeah. And then they make 17 layer dip, which is just you're like, oh, I'm gonna love them hanging out together. Then they throw the cantaloupe, which I love their conversation about if they should or shouldn't. We're only going to get this chance once. It accidentally hits Logan. And Gene's scared. Gene is really scared, which is totally endearing. Louise, not so much. Um, but at the end of this episode, 
it's kind of scary. They think Logan has broken into the house. They're trying to give him this armpit situation, and they go hide in these shrimp costumes. We get the lobster fest again. And Logan finds them. And Louise is so scared she cries. Yeah. Speaking of, this is the, only the second time we've seen Louise cry. What was the first? I could have sworn. She cries in Spaghetti Western and Meatballs from Season 1, Episode 9. In the slide. Uh, that sounds right. I'd have to go back and watch that episode. I know that father-daughter scene so much, so well. But this was the first time I think we've seen like big, watery, fearful tears. Yes. It broke my heart. Yeah, there we every now and then, and we've talked about this so many times, we get a reminder that she's just a little girl. <laughs> and this is adorable and such a great moment for Gene to step up and yeah, be the big us. brother. Yeah, Gene steps in and he quote unquote takes one for the team mm-hmm. and he lets Logan give him the armpit. I, forget, I keep forgetting what he calls it, but it's so good. Shame on us for not. Yeah, it's like a headlock, and then he's got to smell his gross armpit. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a great moment. And then after that moment where Gene, he's not sure if he's even brave enough to do it, but he does it. And then after that moment in their shrimp costumes. Walking down the street. They hug. Yeah, it's Gene so and Louise hug and put their arms around each other. Only to be spotted by a very high Linda and Bob. But we'll get into that because that's right before the end credits. Right. But let's go over to Linda and Bob now. Yeah, let's do Linda it. Linda and Bob go to their accountant, Gerald Garrison. I like Gerald. Yeah, he's voiced <laughs> by Eric Griffin, who I feel like he's most uh, best known for being on Workaholics. He's Montez on Workaholics. So he's like one of the guys in the mm-hmm. office on that show. But they eat some cookies that Gerald has and... Very quickly learn that the cookies are pot cookies or marijuana. Co- I don't know what the kids call it these days. <laughs> what, what are the kids? Hash, I don't know. Hashish. I don't know. Kush. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. So they end up getting high. The three of them. Yes, and I think getting high storylines are overdone, especially in movies. Like if there's like a a comedy that comes out, it's like oh, great. We have to have this high. Montage, but I, the way it brought out their personalities, I really actually enjoyed this storyline a lot. But my favorite part, they set up that they don't like his jokes. He finds out, Linda accidentally tells him. My favorite part is when at the end of their storyline, Gerald actually makes Linda laugh. And it was so heartwarming. I loved it. Yeah, it's good. And I love their eyes when they're high. It's one of my favorite things in this episode. Really? Besides the G- yeah, I just think it's so funny. The, the, it's so, the little like, bit of red. It's such a different eyes. color than what Bob uses. It was like really like jarring to me. Yeah. Not in a bad way, but yeah. couple things I want to say about this episode. This is the only episode of this entire season, season seven, to get a TV 14 rating. Because of the pot? I assume so. All others are TV PG. So must be drug use. Here's I looked up. I was curious about okay. it. So TV 14 means the show contains material that most parents would find unsuitable for children under the age of 14. Mm-hmm. You start smoking pot officially at 14. We all know this. <laughs> if you're in uh, California. Yeah. 
programs with this rating have intensely suggestive dialogue, strong coarse language, intense sexual situations. What? Or intense violence. Oh, or, or. I thought you were listing everything they oh, hit. No, I no, was no. like, what? So the TV-14 is basically the equivalent of PG-13 movie. Got it. TVPG, usually it may have content that is inappropriate for younger children, may include coarse language, some sexual content, some suggestive dialogue, or moderate violence. Mm. So I think it's, I assume it's the drug use. Yeah. I guess. Definitely. Yeah. That's, I found that, that's a found fun that fact. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what we call these. We sure do. It is a fun fact. Another thing I have to say is, this is from fandom, and I found it super interesting because I do, I feel like we love Boz Burgers. We don't love Boz Burgers this much. Some people on the internet do, and they really dive into it. So the internet sleuths, the Bobs, the major Boz Burgers fans trying to find out when this episode is set, like what time. Straight from fandom. Quote, this episode is most likely set in either April or October. As Bob says, he and Linda are visiting Gerald at the last possible moment on the last Mm -hmm. possible day to do their taxes. Tax day in the U.S. is April 15th or the Monday after the 18th if it falls on a Friday. (laughs) Lobster Fest was seemingly being held during the Atlantic hurricane season in Lobster Fest, the actual Uh Lobster Fest episode, which is from June 1st to November 30th. The festival may not be fixed to around that time necessarily, like they could be doing it at a different time of year. Yeah. Um, but it is also possible that Bob successfully applied for Form 4868, <laughs> which pushes the deadline for federal tax returns back six months into October, which oh is during hurricane season. God. Even though Bob was seemingly unaware of getting extensions on taxes in Hawk and Chick. So there's a lot. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, a lot of information here that people are pulling together that clearly the Bob's writers did not even like think about themselves. That's so funny you say that. I feel like I've lost air and need to pass out. Just FYI. I, I got you for a second. That's so funny you say that because Lauren Bouchard in an interview was saying that fans do this stuff and like he's like, we need to print this out and bring it into the writer's room. He was talking specifically about people find out how much his rent Bob's rent would be and how much burger of the day would cost. Like they literally found out how much money it costs to run the restaurant. And Lauren was like, we should put that out and bring it into the writer's room. Yeah. I feel like you you and I dive into a lot of this stuff over on Patreon and our fan theories episodes because it's really like. Here's my problem with this minutia. Just as a writer who has to think about this stuff. First of all, I think it's probably a better way to figure out when this falls is like when is the Halloween episode and when's the, you know, that Mm -hmm. kind of way. And then when's the next holiday. But as a writer, you can always say, oh, well, Lobster Fest was in December this year. And it's a joke because lobster season is well over in December. Like as a writer – you can make all kinds of reasons why things happen when they happen. Mm-hmm. So to like, go, I, I don't know. It's also, it's one, it's an animated show. Yes. So obviously it doesn't apply to normal rules, especially with time on this show, as we know, because these characters don't age. They have birthdays. They celebrate birthdays. Tina celebrated a couple of yeah, them, it, but they don't it age. It makes no sense. Someone yeah. was debating with me. I had to let it go because. Oh, good. Let it go. Well, I, I didn't debate back. I don't do that on the internet. It's just not 
it's our one life. Like I can't, I can't <laughs> spend it fighting with people on the internet. I had said that, and it's actually a theory I'm really proud of, and it like emotionally means a lot to me. Is that I think that from the movie we know that Bob's mom passed away of breast cancer. One because it it parallels Lauren Bouchard's story of losing his mother to cancer, and two, because in the flashbacks in the movie, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Uh, if you maybe, haven't seen it, maybe just click uh, yeah. the 10-second thing right now and go. She's wearing a pink hat, and she kind of has excuses for wh- why she wears the hat when it's hot out. So I made this like very heartfelt fan theory, and this person was like, the breast cancer flag wasn't invented until 19... 19- in- in- 1980 and Bob was this age at this age and da 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 da. So like it wasn't even a thing. And I just want to be like, they've also been nine for 13 years now. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's the stuff people will argue. It's yeah. just like, it does not matter what you post. You're going to get an argument. Let's jump over to Tina real quick. Before yes, we get we the end credits. Cause Tina's yes. going to, Tina's going to take us uh, into the end credits. Yeah. Tina is as Tina as she possibly She's can be in this episode. Own- storyline yep makes eye contact with a boy joe harrison and just briefly and she creates a whole narrative in her head decides she has to get into detention to go make more eye contact with him to she almost has the like relationship. yeah she almost has like a whole relationship in she her does. head yeah they get together um, yeah they have the relationship they have she the breaks little, up with him they have a little love song which we'll hear in the end credits hysterical by the way joe has a I think he has like one word or one line, and I think it's one word. And he guesses who does his voice for that one. <laughs> I feel like they wouldn't hire someone for one. No, word. they didn't hire someone. So it's John H. Benjamin, H. John, yeah, H. John, John Benjamin, yeah. Hi, dyslexia. Uh, Bob himself. And what's interesting about this is that so much. Uh, this is a mostly inner monologue we're hearing from Tina. Yeah, that is really so. Not only does she carry her own storyline, she does it without dialogue, basically. Yeah. And I love Wendy the the Molino sisters give us some great music, and I love Tina's song. I think it's so hysterical when it comes back to rea- cuts back to reality, and Mister Fran is like, "Why are you standing there, Tina?" Yeah, and then she goes back She's like, Let to me the song. This. Yeah, it's it's so funny. <laughs> You and I, Skylar, as two people who overanalyze everything. In life or on this show? Both. But okay. in life, in our brains. Oh, yeah. Can relate to Tina in this episode for sure. Oh, 100%. And in general, we, we say we relate to Tina a lot. Yeah. Um, We both love butts. We do? Yeah. I think Biscuit's butt's really cute. Biscuit's but butt that's is just, the best. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cute little fluffy butt. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Do you want to say anything else or should we get into these end credits? I say let's get into the end credits. Yeah. Okay. So the last moment, as we mentioned. I didn't mean to like belittle the person and her opinion about my fan theory. I think there's room for everyone's opinions. I was just trying to point out that. There is no logic here. Remember what I said about the overanalyzing that Scott and I do in our brains? There's your example right there. (laughs) Anyway, full circle. Let's go. Roll the credits. Okay. So as we said, the last moment is Bob and Linda are sneaking back home, still high, and they see this like beautiful moment between Jean and Louise in their shrimp costumes, hugging. I would honestly frame this still of them hugging. I I maybe we should get it. Hang it up here in the studio. Yeah. You're a great large brother. Nanny time, shrimp. Oh! Yeah, that was definitely our kids. Why are they dressed as shrimps? And why are they hugging? Do they do that? I didn't know they did that. Ooh, hey, look at that. Wow. Right? The briefest of glances can start the biggest romances. Our eyes were doing the dances and they were making advances. Okay, I let Tina do her thing there, but tell me what happened there. This is such a magical way to go into the end credit sequence. It, it really is. So Linda and Bob, still high, see a lobster balloon floating in the sunset. I've said it once, I will say it again. I love when Bob's Burgers does sunsets. Nobody doesn't like Bob's, is what you said. Amen. Um. And then something really interesting happens that I don't think we've ever seen in a credits. We have the sunset and the lobster balloon. We keep the lobster balloon. The sunset fades out to white with the lobster staying there. And it so it fades into the credits. Mm-hmm. The actual show kind of stays in the credits. Yeah, I don't think we've ever done this before. Are you making fun of me? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. From what I can think of. And I think it works perfectly for you and I love to discuss if if this is real, if this is actually taking place, these Mm -hmm. end credits, if this is taking place after. And this is very clearly like 
Bob and Linda high looking at yes. this balloon. I don't know why they would hear this song that Tina yeah. made up in her brain, but you never know when you're she high. She might have been... Maybe she, she sang it out loud at some point. Yeah, Maybe she I love sung that. it before. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I have to say, I love this song so much. It's so simple, but it's so fun to listen to. Yeah. You know, I've said so many times that I would listen to a full album of like Teddy cover yeah. songs. I would listen to Dan Mintz sing songs too. He's... The monotone. At, yeah. It's just great. Yeah. So the balloon has Tina's voice and is singing Tina's song, the yeah, lobster balloon. And the lobster balloon, it's the wind, quote unquote, but it's like shaking its tail butt. And it's really cute. I, I guess you are right. We love butts. Yeah. And just like last week's end credits, this is another one that's got the, um, it's horizontal. It's not the vertical end credits. So the credits are on the bottom and what's happening is on the top. Yes. When our eyes met, I was like, hey, now I bet. So what happens as we're hearing more of that and we're still we're just watching this cute lobster balloon sing? So we see a bunch of balloons rising from mid-screen up into the clouds. A couple things here. What a missed opportunity to have shrimp attached to the balloons, right? <laughs> This is how I know we are soulmates. Yeah. I was sitting there last night and I saw the top of the balloons rising and I was going, please, please shrimp. have shrimp, please have shrimp, please have shrimp. And there weren't, but it was, it was fun. It would have been such a fun it. callback. Yeah. I was trying to think like, would that work? And I think it, it would be just like a great wink. Yeah. And or maybe was, even one. Yeah. And yeah, totally. Just, and you can assume that. There was shrimp at Lobster Fest being set up, and Louise tied uh, shrimp to the balloon there. Just like a little, like... Just one. Yeah. Because she, she had like, so much fun doing it the, yes. the other time. And Louise and Jean were dressed in shrimp costumes, like, you know, really yeah. cute. I love that the balloons are see-through and that you can see the... The clouds, clouds in the them. background, yeah. I'm not sure I get the balloons. Were there bal I know there was like fireworks and chariot in in Tina's. I guess it's just song. like the, the festival, just balloons to go with this like lobster balloon. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna get one little extra surprise at the end here. So let's watch it. And you, with uh, listening to the podcast, you listen to it. You can't watch mm -hmm. it with us. Great song though. When our eyes met, I was like, hey now I bet. Tell me what we got at the end there. The last two balloons, one on the left screen, one on the right screen, side of the screen, are Tina and Joe. They're just their heads and yeah. they're see-through. Yep. Like the other balloons. I don't know how this is Bob and Linda's vision, but it were a trippy high episode, so whatever. And then when the song goes dun 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 dun, or it doesn't go like that. I'm so bad at music, but the fireworks <laughs> go. To the beat of the music. Yeah, we get some fireworks there. Which in is color. in color straight from her musical fantasy from yeah. the episode. And speaking of her fantasy, do we want the lyrics to this song? Hell yes. The briefest of glances can start the biggest romances. Our eyes were doing the dances and they were making advances. When our eyes met, I was like, hey, now I bet that Joe could be the one. Are you the one? 
I love it. Me too. I think one of the reasons I like this song so much is it re- it reminds me of something I would write like in the kitchen because like it just keeps rhyming like the same words over again. I, I just mean, love it. Isn't that like most of the Bob songs? It's just stuff that you <laughs> it's write so on the spot. Good. Yeah, I love it so yeah. much. Highlights, lowlights. Low light. I wanted that shrimp so bad. <laughs> I really think it's a missed opportunity. Just one, which just to, to one. those of us that know would be like, oh, that's great. And like if Linda and Bob are high, they could be taking a memory from that day their child tied shrimp balloons to the ceiling. You're right. And um, a highlight for me is the fact that this works. It just like, like we said, morphs from the end of the episode into the Gorgeous. end credits and makes sense to the storyline why this shrimp balloon has started singing. Also, like we have three storylines going on. So normally when we have a musical piece, it's such a huge part of the show, but that wasn't necessarily of the episode, but that wasn't necessarily the case this time. So I'm excited to hear this song again, which I, I really love. It's a great, great song. Should we score them? Yeah. We score on a scale of one to 10 H's at the end of Tina's uh. You want me to go first? Yeah. I'm going to give these a 9.75. Wow. The, just the shrimp. Yeah. And also, like, I've I've said this before, mm-hmm. but I have bars set for a 10 for me. And this isn't quite there. Like, I love the song. Mm-hmm. I love Tina getting to sing the song again. I love that we're seeing this lobster balloon singing. Mm-hmm. I miss Gene and Louise being a part of the end credits. Although they, you can't, you cannot top the moment they just had. No, not at all. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. I just have really, I have a lot of fun with the credits. Like, I love the song. Mm-hmm. I could, like, listen to it over and over again. Yes. And I love watching the lobster sing in it for some reason. You sure do. Yeah. And I'm not even high. <laughs> You're allergic to lobster, too. I know. Um, I'll give it a nine. Okay. Yeah. That's great. So those are the end credits to Large Brother, Where Fart Thou, which we forgot to mention is obviously a play on Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Mm-hmm. the movie thank you everyone for listening follow us on all of the social media around at bob's credits follow me personally on instagram and twitter at oh hello it's max follow skylar on instagram no crying and cooking and uh what else what else we have to say uh shop the merch we've got a merch shop it's always there a merch store is bobscredits.com slash shop Patreon is patreon.com slash Bob's credits. And what else, Skylar, before we get out of here? I'm going to say stay stinky. And oh, it's like the, like the fish seafood. No, I was going to say in honor of Jane taking, taking one for the team. Oh, lots of, lots of things here. It could be the lots fish, of scents. the lobster fest. It could be the armpit. This is and the it could cantaloupe. Be marijuana, because that's stinky. The cantaloupe, too. And the cantaloupe. There you go. Wait, perfect. Wait. That's one thing you cannot do is smell television. This is a, this episode reeks. Very stinky. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.